Have you ever walked into the grocery store and seen exactly what you were looking for right at eye level and on sale? Well, you, my friend, have been nudged. If you've logged into social media and you've seen something that you've been thinking about buying for a long time advertised right in front of you, you've been nudged. Well, what if there was a way to use nudge theory to improve your life? Today on The Positive Pod, we're going to talk about how we can do it. Stick around. Back in 2008, Richard Thaler and Cass Sunstein built on the work of Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky, two Israeli psychologists, to develop the a concept called nudge theory. Nudge theory suggests that if we get the right information at the right time, or worse, the wrong information at the right time, it'll influence our decision making. So join us as we explore nudge theory and how we can use it to improve our lives. And a special shout out to a fan of the show, Corey Graham, an incredibly talented actress. You'll be seeing her in theaters real soon. Glad you're here. Then you get an old letter and you'll begin. Let's say you were given tickets to a basketball game. And let's say, just for the sake of argument, that you and your buddy were going to go. And at the last minute, a snowstorm wipes, wipes out the possibility of going to the game. And you decide not to go. This happened to Richard Thaler and his friend. And they started to talk about, well, would we go if we had paid full, tick, full price for these tickets? And as it turns out, they both said that they would. And Richard got fascinated by this idea that our perceived costs in something make a difference. The other example that he always uses is, let's say snow shovels are on sale for 10 bucks, and the next, uh, the big snowstorm hits, and the next day the hardware store is selling those same shovels for 20 bucks, and we know that the day before they were sold for 10 bucks, that's a perceived loss of 10 bucks. If we had invested fully in those in those tickets, right? If our money was down, we would recognize the loss of whatever those tickets costs. We've seen that concept before, right? Loss aversion. Loss aversion is is something that human beings tend to avoid. So if we can avoid uh, realizing a loss, for example, we will take a different path. Well, that's been really well established for a lot of years, but we also needed a way of explaining why people make other choices that maybe a little are a little bit less loss oriented and a little bit more um, situationally oriented. To a large degree, that example has a lot to do with our perceived sense of fairness, right? If we sense something is unfair, it's more of a loss to us uh, to experience that circumstance. So when we have to pay 20 bucks for that shovel, we resent it more, right? So if there's more emotional, this, the emotional stakes go up as we make those decisions. And what Thaler discovered is as those emotional states regulate, it really influences the decisions we make. Thaler built a little more on this idea when he found the concept of, of value anomaly. So and basically what he found is that people assigned incredible value to the most recent information they got about something, regardless of the, the quality of the evidence. So when people, for example, were presented information about a potential uh, stock price immediately before having to make a decision as to purchasing, they were willing to put lots of stock in that decision regardless of the quality of the information. It was about the recency of the information. And that's a powerful, powerful concept. Um, 
This was all based on, again, Kahneman and Tversky did a, pa- a paper in 1973 on the psychology of prediction. And, and basically that's what they found is that folks uh, were willing to make predictions on kind of flimsy evidence if the, if the information was given to them recently. In other words, they sort of overreacted to the information they happened to look at recent to the time they were making a decision. So recency and immediacy gets to be a powerful motivator. Another example, the Swedish government at one point uh, wanted to shift folks into uh, a retirement plan that they managed as opposed to one the government managed. They did a massive PR campaign. As it turns out, the, the, the performance of both the government-run plan and, the, and the, uh, uh, the plan done individually was roughly the same. But when they were running the PR campaign, well over 90% was was in the high 90s switched over to the to the new plan that they would uh, run themselves um, and so that was interesting the behavioral economists said well maybe folks wanted to be more active in their um, uh, in their management of the plans maybe that's why they switched maybe that was the value that shifted them to switch but as it turns out over 10 years most people made less than one trade a year so it didn't turn out to be that they wanted to be more active Rather, what they found was when that PR campaign went away, so you could either um, choose, the, choose the, the, the individually run plan or you could default into the government run plan. Soon as the PR campaign ran away, uh, or the, the PR campaign was gone, 98% of folks defaulted to the government plan, didn't, didn't make an active choice because they weren't being presented with that stimulus at the time. So it overcame a lot of the, um, the optimization idea, which is an old behavioral economist idea that people will make the decision that's going to make them the most money. No, people will make the decision that is, that is based on the most immediate information. There may be examples in your life where you reacted to the most immediate information as opposed to the best information. That happens question is, how do we use that concept to our advantage? So it depends entirely on our goal. One way is to make a list of what our goals are. So let's say our goal is uh, we want to eat healthier. Use the concept of nudge to put reminders in your way at the times when you're making decisions about eating. I'll give you a couple of examples. If you're making your coffee in the morning and you're making a decision about whether to have oatmeal or a breakfast sandwich or whatever it is, uh, put a note on your fridge right right next to where the oatmeal is, um, talking about oatmeal is healthy for breakfast. Post a question right by your coffee maker. What am I going to do to eat healthy today? Let's say our goal is I want to read more as opposed to watch TV. Um, put your book right next to where your remote is so you have an immediate choice. Oh, wow, I could, I could read instead of watching TV. It's an immediate decision. It makes it easier. If we have immediate information, an immediate reminder, immediate to making a decision about something, it's much easier for us to make different or healthy decisions. Let's say we're trying to help a family member with exercising more, for example, we're trying to support them. Uh, a well-timed text on their way home from work. Hey, you going to the gym today? Um, hey, on your way home from the gym, can you pick up X, Y, and Z? Again, it's an immediate reminder that we face micro choices throughout the day. And if we can find ways to influence our own or our loved one's micro choices in positive ways, it can dramatically influence our decision making. Okay, you might say, that sounds that all sounds pretty good and I, I kind of know how to do that. But how do I prevent myself from being nudged in the wrong direction? How do I present, prevent myself uh, from reacting to misinformation because it's immediate, because it's in the moment? 
one of the key areas there is to recognize the power of immediacy. And so when, when we see immediate information in the moment, being able to take a step back and evaluate, am I being influenced because this is something I'm seeing right now? Or, am, or is this really consistent with what I know to be true? Another evaluation tool available to all of us is, am I reacting to this because it's emotionally? Is this what I want to hear? <laughs> or is there an emotional uh, value here that I'm reacting to? And if so, is it taking me in the direction that makes sense? Examining ideas closely for uh, emotional content and emotional resonance allows us to protect ourselves sometimes from that confirmation bias that sneaks into things when we read something or see something that sort of sort of fits with what we kind of think already. We are very tempted to nod as opposed to think critically. So really, we're evaluating for things like confirmation bias. Is this new information that's very immediate kind of consistent with something I think I already agree with, in which case I may overvalue that information? So asking a hard question like, is this something I want to believe or is this something that really is solid information? That can be a valuable question. Likewise, examining information for, is this supporting something I think I kind of want to do anyway? In which case I need to evaluate it a little bit more closely. Doesn't mean we shouldn't do that. It doesn't mean we shouldn't value that information, but it guards against our being uh, misguided by misinformation at just the right time. So the next time you're at the store and you see something on eye level that's right on sale, you get a coupon in the mail. Uh, you get just the right message on your social media advertising something that you were sort of thinking about anyway. Now you have some tools to evaluate that decision a little bit more critically to step back and say, is the, is the immediacy of this information the reason I'm reacting to it? Or is it the quality of the information? If you've got a goal that you're reaching for and striving for, now you have some very concrete ways to support your own progress and your own decision-making towards that goal. If you've got a goal you're working towards, Strategies like writing out our goals, placing strategic reminders in places where we're going to make decisions, uh, asking our friends and family to text us on the way home from work if we are going to the gym on the way home from work, leaving ourselves a note the night before, hey, um, when you head to the gym in the morning, don't forget to bring your water bottle. Little things like that that are going to nudge us as we're, as we're on our way out to the car uh, and we see in the garage our bike having our helmet and, and uh, uh, glasses all laid out so that we're ready to roll as soon as we get home from work and jump on that bike. Little things, little nudges can make a huge difference in our lives. I hope this was helpful for you. Thanks for joining us on The Positive Pod and join us next time when we explore something else that's going to help us live our best lives. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. That you don't want me no more Have you got the nerve to say that you don't